Hey everybody, welcome back to Late to the... Why do I sound so echoey? Does that sound very echoey to you? Not really, it sounds okay. Sound Okay, well if it sounds okay to you, it sounds okay to me. Hey everybody, welcome back to the party. We're recording another episode of Late to the Party, which is a show where we talk about a pop culture phenomenon in the eyes of someone who has never seen it before in their life. I am one of your hosts, Damien Levy, with me as always... Brittany. That was very. That was a very good cue. You're... you're that was like quick on the key. I barely even got the with me as always out and you're ready with the Britney. That's very good. You're getting a lot better with this, this podcasting thing. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we have a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about one of the most iconic uh, families of all time. The Addams Family has a new movie coming out. And of course, that meant Britney had homework and she had to go back and look at the Addams Family movie, which is about... 30 years old almost at this point mm-hmm. but um 1991 1991 so it's almost 30 years old so we're gonna get into that and we're gonna talk about what that movie holds up for today and if the new movie is any good because i actually happened to see it today um but yeah so Brittany, how are you doing i'm all right how I, are you i'm i'm good that's nice nobody ever asked me on the show as if how i'm doing it's happened one that's other time that's a natural response i know but it doesn't usually happen <laughs> like uh, i've had it one other time on movie morning and it was so refreshing i didn't know what to say it's not usually i'm just like how are you and then i go into how you're feeling as part of the episode you but, just uh, need better friends well you haven't you, there's been eight episodes of you not doing it so i don't know what you're talking about you better friends go back to the other episodes and you'll find at least four different times that i asked you who you are out of nine is my point <laughs> anyway okay you say you're doing good i see you have a lot of notes there uh you've come prepared for this episode not really just a few lines a f- just so i remember a couple things to mention yeah well Whitney was sitting here and she was writing down about exaggeration no, no you were sitting down and writing for like half an hour so if this is just okay a, that is actually an exaggeration if this is it just, was more like two minutes no it wasn't two minutes it was about half an hour and if this is if if if, if what you're about to give me is not like an epistle then i'm gonna be upset because that means you had me sit down here when you just wrote down <laughs> points um okay well i hope you were well informed because uh this was your first time watching anything with the adams family is that correct absolutely so you didn't know anything about them at all prior to this movie um my exposure to the adams family was pretty much when i was seeing the character of wednesday adams in Mm -hmm. memes a few years back when was she in memes i don't know she wasn't she was a meme there was I don't even remember what the line was, uh-huh. but she was just saying something weird. Like one of her that sounds like Wednesday where, Adams, where she was just like casually embracing something that would cause somebody else displeasure. Right, right, right. Sounds very close to. Oh, I see. I see the meme. I'm gonna put it up on the screen, but yeah, I, I see the meme see. you're talking about. Um, that one there with her face like that. Yes, that one, the serious one. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, I remember when that was going around. I just I didn't remember that she actually worked her way into memedom. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so is that that's the only experience that you've had is just seeing this weird looking girl on Twitter? I assume. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but the parents of the household, Tish mm-hmm. and what's that guy's name? Gomez. Gomez, yeah. right? It's um, funny because I, would, I just recorded a review for Adam's family and. I couldn't remember his name at all. <laughs> I remember her name, but I couldn't remember his name. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, so I 
I was relatively familiar with that couple mm-hmm. in that if you showed me a picture of them, I would be like, oh, yeah, they're that couple from that thing that I never watched. Okay. Not sure if I'd be able to tell if it was a show or a movie, but I might have come up with a name, Adam's Family. Right, right. That's all. I, I, but I am not surprised in the least that I was never exposed to this. I mean, as soon as I started watching this, I was like, yeah, man, this is something that my family would have definitely shielded me from yeah never allowed me to, never allowed to um never allow me to take part in it mm-hmm. because the first few things that happened you're like this this is kind of demonic shit like <laughs> i'm a little bit uncomfortable um, but it's also presenting it in a way where clearly they're not taking themselves too seriously. So yeah. I'm a little bit intrigued. I'm not really scared, but I'm also like, like they're full on doing seances yeah. and rituals and like they're around the table and like they sound like this kind of demonic cult. And I was just like, okay, you know, maybe I'll just say a quick prayer tonight and I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, it, it, I definitely couldn't have watched that when I was small. It would have scared me. I yeah. would have had nightmares for years. Um, I, I, I can understand you being shielded from it because it does have those elements of witchcraft and you know the sort of gothic, dark um, sensibilities, like things like Harry Potter and and anything that involves magic or you know things of the other side. Um, yeah, but Harry Potter was a fairy tale compared to this. Right. Well, okay. I, I, I can see that because this kind of does embrace the dark parts. And because of the way it plays it off, where it's sort of like they react to the sort of dark stuff as if it's normal. That's exactly. where the, the humor kind of lies. And that's why it's it's probably like this was a cartoon for, for kids to watch. And, you know, it, it was it. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to look up. Um, not look up. I'm going to tell you just what the Adams family um was about um where it originated from um it was a fictional household created by american cartoonist charles adams and so it started out as a comic strip and it's had many iterations over the years uh, there's been a musical there's been a tv special with scooby-doo uh there's been movies as you've seen animated movie just came out and there have also been cartoons of the Adams. so it's it's a wide encompassing um property it's not just a movie that came out um oh that's news to me yeah and so that's what i kind of wanted to get into is that even though you might not have seen the movie i figured you might have been exposed to adam's family on some level because they have been in so many different things throughout history like i'm trying to find the earliest iteration of the comic strip and let me see one panel gags like all the way back to to he began as a cartoonist in 1938 um so yeah okay and uh the the first television series was in 1964 so it's been around for a long long time um so i figured you might have had some exposure to it and you know there's been things where like people parody adam's family and it kind of show the the figureheads as he said the husband and wife morticia and gomez and wednesday adams has always been the most iconic one for me um this is actually a kind of a double penned um, episode of Late to the Party because I actually didn't see this movie for the first time until last year. Um, really? Yeah, I'd never seen it before. And I'd always heard about it. I'd always heard to see it because one of the things that is great about this movie is that it has some of the most perfect casting ever in a movie. Like, um, Raul Julia, who plays Gomez, mm-hmm. is he so perfectly embodies that kind of weird 
over loving wide eye like his eyes just kind of bulge out like yeah. he's an animated character yeah as if he has exophthalmos yeah well i don't know what that means you keep dropping these medical terms that i'm supposed to just go along with but like proptosis okay. of the eyes again what does that mean <laughs> what does that mean eyes bulging out abnormally okay well he has that um <laughs> and then there's angelica houston who plays morticia and like i don't know if it's just the hair but the, her very demeanor is very commanding and subtle and that, that kind of you know quiet sexuality that just comes out um and i think my favorite is christina ricci as wednesday adams yeah girl. she's like i don't she's, think she's th- clearly the most iconic character of the movie well definitely but i think her casting is just like i don't think that person that could have been played by anybody else like mm-hmm back then or even now i can't think of a single person throughout history who could have played wednesday adams better because she just has that kind of weird look especially when she's her presence her like when she tilts her head down and she's looking up at you Mm -hmm. it's just it's very unnerving and that is actually perfect for the character wednesday adams um but what about this movie overall like what did you think of the movie i was at first i was I was just blown away by how strange it was. Like, yes. I didn't expect something that seemed to be so big to be so weird. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was 1991. I expected something a bit more straightforward, not right. something with so many layers and presented in such a clever way. Right, like, right, it's right. so weird that it's clever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a pretty difficult thing to manage. Yeah. I feel like if something like this came out today, it would feel like this is off kilter and kind of pushing the envelope and and doing something differently than how most people are doing it. Exactly. So, like it, it, the 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 inventiveness in this, I would compare to something like say Thor Ragnarok, where it was just like this is different from other superhero movies and it's just on this wild ride. And the fact that it came out 30 years ago is even more surprising. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting part yeah. of it. Because several times I will watch um, just random old movies, mm-hmm. whether they're from the 90s, early 2000s, whatever. And like, I wouldn't really be surprised because I'd be seeing the same themes that have been represented over the years in the same way. I like how your definition of random old movies is the 90s and early 2000s. Like, that's, that's where you stop <laughs> in terms of I going... Mean, that like the, the old in all probability that's that's the majority of what i've seen prob okay yeah i guess but old movies for me is like going back to like the 60s and the, even back as the 30s but okay yeah i mean the, i watched the 90s your old, old christmas movie so, so as you bring that up <laughs> i always forget that adam's family is a christmas movie i always it's forget a that christmas movie. i mean well it starts off with the christmas carolers at their door um so I, I always count it as a Christmas movie because it does have that initial setting of like, um, sorry, the cat is bothering me. Um, okay, so you have more notes there. So what else did you observe about this movie? <laughs> Stop bringing my notes. No, because there's a lot of them. <laughs> I, I see you adding more, which makes me feel like we're gonna be here all night. But, no, um, no, nothing like that. Um, I was just really taking out of the little details yeah. that they put into the movie. Like they were they were making it very obvious that this family, the Adams family, were w- what anybody would think of to describe as evil. Mm-hmm. Right? 
they would just be doing casual torture to each other. They yes. would talk about it. Um, Wednesday was setting up to electrocute her brother. Mm-hmm. And when Morticia came in, she was like, she was basically like, you know, what's going on? She's like, oh, I'm going to ele- electrocute him. And Morticia was telling her no. But then she asked, please. And Morticia was like, oh, all right, go ahead. Yeah. Like the thing she'd asked was to go play with the hose outside right 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 Right. yeah exactly exactly and and again it's that that normalization of very abnormal behavior and the fact that they all are in on it like as a unit is what makes it all the more strange and it's just in the little details in every single scene the cyanide eating this gross living thing every night for dinner hunting puppies for food there was a moment where um where they were displaced from their home. Yeah. And the grandmother was outside and she said, dinner is going to be a while or something like that. <laughs> she had a baseball bat <laughs> and she ran out, slammed the door and you hear um, coming, here boy, here boy. And you hear this puppy running on the road. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who thinks of these things? Um, yeah, I had a little technical difficulty because I don't remember exactly what we were talking about. We were talking out. about the evidence of evil scattered throughout the movie, the dead okay. bodies in a closet, the fact that Morticia and Gomez would be talking, fantasizing about being dead. You see, you keep describing it as evil. I think it was more like just kind of quirky <laughs> because they seemed like there was such a wholesome family with there was this all this love and understanding of each other more than most people so i don't know if it was evil well I when it, i say evil i'm yeah. not trying to say that oh no they, they were definitely evil. evil they were definitely evil they were murderers <laughs> and I'm, I'm i'm joking around here but the fact <laughs> the fact is the movie makes it seem like they're such wholesome people because of the way they interact with each other i mean you kind of want to be a part of the adams family um but they are evil people. Like they, well, no one wants to be part of the Adams family. You wouldn't want to be a part. I mean, it just seems like a fun time. Everybody's uh-huh. just trying All to kill right. each other. Yeah. It's okay. Cool. <laughs> um. Okay. So, what did you think of the Uncle Fester plotline? That was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um. I was actually pretty interested in the fact that they portrayed through Gordon slash Fester. Yeah. And his supposed mother this idea of a toxic parent-child relationship mm, entirely yeah. entirely too close for comfort and it was very clear that this woman just had this this hold this hold right this this manipulative hold yeah 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 and you know similar to um clay in the movie Gen- gemini man <laughs> the hold that he had over junior uh, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I watched the movie yesterday and I was struggling to think about what you were referring to. But yeah, uh, sure. You, I mean, that's just what you reminded me of because I was in uh, my recent yeah. watches. But yeah, that was really interesting to me because Festo mm-hmm. has this childlike innocence. Yeah. And it's portrayed by this large ogre-like individual who at first seems like a classic monster but then over time, he's like a sad, lost child just looking for love. Right. And then he's, your heart starts to go out to this creature. Which is, which is kind of like the, the Frankenstein or uh, the He reminded me of story. Frankenstein so yeah, much. I think you're supposed to. That was definitely right. That was um, the obvious feel that I got from it. But it, it's not expected. You know, when I first was introduced to the character, I was like, okay, cool, monster. They're clearly a mother-son, evil duo kind of thing. I didn't know that. 
um, the whole thing was going to be turned around. And then... Right, right. Plot twist, he gets struck by his own self-inflicted lightning and mm-hmm. then gets memories back. So I guess this was <laughs> Fester to begin with. That I'm still not entirely sure of. Like, yeah. was this Fester or was this Gordon just now believing he's Fester? I, I was don't... there ever two ogres? Yeah, I don't I don't remember much of the plot of the movie. I just remember that that um relationship of Gomez and Fester in the first few parts of the movie was I thought that was really funny. Um, because he, he quite it's it's kind of like Fester is going through all this pain and torment just trying to get at his goal and Gomez is just living life being normal exactly um, so yeah and every time you can see that Fester is worried about um, being found out in his plan yeah every weird reaction that he has to something every weird little thing that occurs it's just like more proof to the Adams family that it really is Fester which right, is like right, the, right. Probably the most bizarre thing yeah. about the situation. Um, yeah, but I would just say, like, for anybody who doesn't watch or has never seen anything with the Adams family in it, I mean, people mostly know the theme from it. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, well, so were you not aware of the theme music when you heard it? No, that, never heard it before. Really? That is interesting to me. Where would I have heard it? I don't know. I mean, it was just it was just a, such a, a staple of you know, like classic theme music for cartoons and stuff. But uh, I mean, not that it was used in other places, but just because you watch cartoons, you might have heard reference to the music itself. Like the music itself was like a whole character on the show. Um, okay. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I would just say like the, the main theme for Adam Sandler for me has always been accepting weirdness in yourself. And also like Adam Family is supposed to be this, this this very exaggerated way that people view their own families you know like right. you you see your your parents and they just seem kind of weird and you know you think your family is extremely strange and this is like taking that idea and maximizing it by like a thousand and just putting that on display um I think it's a good way to kind of make well, people. I never really thought my family was strange. Too. Well, not not at all, not at all in your entire life. You've never thought your family was strange, not even now as an adult. I mean, I don't think they're they're that different from other families. Every family has issues and positive well, so, traits. Yeah, that's that's the whole point of of Adam's family. It's just like your family is not as as weird as you might think, um, because they could be weirdo. Um, suppose. yeah but um yeah i think it's a it's, it's always been a show that has a good message of like just accepting weirdness and i always love movies and shows that do that and as you said for the time that it came out it was extremely um like a visionary type of film right um you have any more notes you want to discuss um the hand we haven't even spoken about it <laughs> well okay so the, that's one of the things that is kind of just like. I literally just wrote about five question marks. Well, sometimes under it's the hand. sometimes it's like a dog, but sometimes it's like a a butler. I mean, and they, sometimes it's like a genius. Yeah. Sometimes it's like the smartest thing in the room with the higher with the most sensitive senses. Right, right. Even though it only has this, like, there's a scene in the new animated movie where the hand is actually driving the car. Of course. And, and of that course, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But he gets distracted from the road because he has to go and change the radio station, and that's what causes a car crash. 
Um, it also doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but... I've, Th- this hand is just, for me, a constant reminder that the film doesn't give a damn. Yeah. And it's just happily throwing these strange things in your face, happily breaking these boundaries in such a casual way, to the point that you're not even you just, bothered yeah, anymore. You just, you, you just want to see what's going, going to happen next with his hand. By the time the hand pops up, you're just like, why not? Just go with it. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it pops up pretty early in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So I wanted to talk about the the gift of doing this in live action, which I think is different from the other versions of it, like the animated versions and the comic strip, mm-hmm. is when you do it in live action, and I said this in my review for the new movie, is there's a, it's almost like you see them interacting with the real world and there's like a, a sense of tactileness to it. Like you can feel the the room, you can, everything feels like it's a real place. Like, mm-hmm. um... I was watching over, you know, when you were watching it and he's paying his accountant with a briefcase full of coins. Right. And it's the type of thing that if you saw it in animation, that kind of weirdness exists in animation all the time. Exactly. But to have it incorporated into the real world gives it a sense of, you know... It just really makes make, it extra bizarre. Yeah. And it, it, it lends to the bizarreness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Um, but I think something that it kind of loses from animation is that you're not able to go all the way with the bizarreness because, I mean, the characters as they're designed are extremely gifted by the, the animation style. Right. Um, like Morticia is extremely skinny, mm-hmm. almost like she's a, a skeleton. Right. Um, Wednesday's head is like a, a pinball, or not a pinball, um, a bowling pin, you know, kind of. Um, but yeah, she's it, it, it's it's a type of designs that are extremely um, kind of quirky and mm-hmm. and definitely tell you more about the characters through the design. Right. So you kind of lose that with the live action, but what you gain is the the actual bizarre realism of it. Exactly. Which I think and the reinforcement of the fact that they're basically living as if they're a regular functional yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's the benefit of doing it in live action, which mm-hmm. it's good that they... And the fact that they did it so well, I mean, you definitely got a sense of all the different characters and their interactions. And I think that it was... I mean, for me, I think the movie is a cool experience, even if it's not that good of a overall film. Like Exactly. I think, but, I mean... What really makes a film a good film? Because well, so what I was going to say is I think the plot is kind of all over the place. Like they're losing the house and then Morticia and and um, uh, Gomez, I forgot his name again. <laughs> Morticia and Gomez are breaking up and then Uncle Fester has that whole dual personality thing going on. And it's just all these things get brought up and, you know, it's not really about um a story and where the story goes or a point to the story right. it's just watching these characters experience different things mm-hmm. and you know kind of like just how waiting a, to see what happens next just yeah like in any regular show well yeah like a tv show or like a comic strip that you get drawn into their world and you realize that you end up rooting for them well that but i was also gonna say that with a comic strip comic strip or a tv show um those kind of situations are great for that episodic format of, okay, this week they're dealing with Morticia yeah. and Gomez's marriage, or this yeah. week they're dealing with Uncle Festa's, you know, um, weirdness. But with a movie, it's kind of like they didn't really have a, a movie-type script. It was mm-hmm. just a bunch of different things that would have worked as individual episodes of Adam's Family. Um, 
but yeah, like I said, it's a great experience, I think, to just really just immerse yourself into this real world of the Adams family and just be completely weird about it. Um, you have anything else you want to say before we close out? Because I think we've we've had a good talk about Adam's family right here. Yeah, I think I've pretty much hit all my points. Okay. All right. Well, um, if you have not seen the Adam's family, if you're late to the party on Adam's family, please let us know. You can hit us up. You can find me um, at Damien Movies on Twitter. You can find Brittany at Sushi Has My Heart. And you can also find me on Instagram at Damien Michael Movies. And you can find the podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, IT, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere that podcast can be found, you can find the podcast. And yeah, I think that's everything. I, I usually don't remember what else I'm supposed to say. And um, then we usually just fade out like that, being awkward. Usually fade out. It's not, <laughs> it's not awkward. It's, it's, it's real. It's gritty. It, it makes them feel like they're in the room with us. Uh-huh. Anyway, right. thanks for listening, guys. Um, I think next week we're doing Charlie's Angels. I I'm not so, sure. Because um, I'm excited about that one. But yeah, so we're going to talk about that next week. So tune in for that next week, Thursday. Late to the party. Bye-bye.